Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I think it's very, very important that you be authentic yourself. They don't see you losing it with them. You know, they don't see you. Um, they, they, they need to catch you reading your Bible and on your knees in prayer and, and all those things. They're watching and they're seeing how you handle situations and God can use it. So I think just pray, pray, pray and, and don't give up, you know, that God, God wants them to come into the family. And so he will use you and he'll open that door and, and you just keep praying and keep being that witness, keep being that light and, um, and don't lose hope there. You never need to be hopeless about that. So God will pursue your child. You're praying for him. He is pursuing them. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. And I'm just smiling thinking how blessed I am to get to do what I do. Uh, this conversation with Rachel Ruth Lotz Wright was such an encouragement to me. And I'm just so happy that I get to share it with all of you. I think you're just going to be super encouraged and inspired. Um, you're just listening to a short clip from Rachel Ruth. She's kind of like an angel. She's seriously got the most precious heart ever. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what we're going to be talking about. But first, I'm so excited about what's coming up this fall. I've just got to talk about it. We've got another perfectly imperfect digital event. It kicks off on October 15th, and this is an online speaking event. So what's so cool about these, I know that this pandemic kind of caused a lot of things to be shut down and things that used to be in person to go digital. But this is one of those times where I'm like, I'm so glad it did because it makes this particular event accessible to anyone, anywhere. So hurry and grab your tickets for the 100% online Every Parent Wants to Know digital event. And this takes place October 15th, 2021. Now with your ticket, you'll gain access through the end of the year. So the good news is you can watch speakers that very weekend if you want to, but for those that you don't get to, you can go back and catch them anytime until the very end of the year. 
Now, we're going to be answering questions that every parent wants to know because the truth is the parenting road can be a little bumpy. That's because there are so many questions with no easy answers. So these incredible speakers will be addressing questions like, how do I talk to my kids about sex? How do I raise my kids to have a healthy body image? How do I deal with fears my children have? How do I raise justice-minded kids? How do I have an even-if faith and impart that to my kids? There's a whole list of questions that are going to be answered, and I cannot wait to be tuning in right alongside you. So be sure to go over to show notes and grab my link, or if you want to type it in right now, I have a special link for you, and it is this. Ready? It is bit.ly forward slash boy mom every parent. Again, bit.ly forward slash boy mom every parent. That will bring you right to the page where you can check out everything in the event, grab your ticket, spread the word, you guys. These events so far have been incredible. I've heard so much good feedback from last fall and spring's events. Now, some of the speakers, if you want a heads up, we've got Christine Kane, Anthony Evans, Jess Connolly, Kristen and Benjamin Watson, Heather McFadden, and so many more. So come join me as I watch and listen and learn from these incredible speakers. Again, go right on over to bit.ly forward slash boy mom every parent. Can't wait to see you there. And now I'm so excited to dive into this interview with Rachel Ruth, but a couple quick words first, as this interview just deserves a little extra introduction. So Rachel Ruth is incredible, um, but what you might not know is that Rachel Ruth is the daughter of Anne Graham Lotz, who has written tons of books. She's an amazing speaker, and Anne Graham Lotz is the daughter of none other than Billy Graham. Now, I'm sure you know the name Billy Graham. Maybe you've seen videos of him or read some of his books. Incredible evangelist, changed this world, led so many people to the Lord. But I personally, depending, you might be my age range, I remember when he was doing his thing, when he was having the huge meetings. I grew up in Gig Harbor, Washington. I remember when Billy Graham was in the Tacoma Dome, and I'm pretty sure it was my mom and I went to see him. His ministry changed my life. I know it's changed millions of lives. And yes, today we get to talk to his granddaughter, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. Now, uh, Rachel Ruth and her mom, Anne Graham Lotz, have together written a book called Jesus Followers, Real Life Lessons for Igniting Faith in the Next Generation. And Billy himself referred to his daughter, Anne Graham Lotz, as the best preacher in the family. So you know you've got some good stuff coming from her. But even more, Rachel Ruth is just incredible. She is a Bible teacher doing Bible studies online, which we're going to talk about, and you are welcome to check out and join. But it is certainly um, in their family to share God's word, to love God with all their heart. And that's what this book is all about, is, is passing the baton of faith. And what I love about this book is there are so many great stories, things you would never hear otherwise. But Rachel Ruth and her mom share stories, share so many wisdom principles of passing that baton of faith. There's also great photos throughout the book, old photos that I don't think you would see anywhere else. And what I love too is that this book isn't just about the Graham side of the family, but also about the Lots side of the family, who are also incredible missionaries, um, just 
on fire for the Lord. And again, that's that's what this book is all about, passing that baton of faith through the generations. And boy, do we need it today. We need to be reminded that, that we still have hope, that we as parents have a baton of faith as well, and that we can pass that baton. We can see things change in this world through the legacy that we pass down. And talking to Rachel Ruth just got me so fired up, so excited. And I think you're going to feel the same way. So without further ado, I'm going to let you listen in as Rachel Ruth and I talk about what it means to be a Jesus follower and to raise Jesus followers. I hope this interview encourages you. Hey, Rachel Ruth, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I feel like I've watched you and listened to you and um, gotten to know you a little bit. So this is a blessing to be able to do this. Thank you. I've been looking forward to this conversation for months and just so excited. to. It's just fun when like different parts of your world come together. And I'm like, I've got my boy mom listeners. You're a girl mom, but I adore you. And I feel like we are kind of doing this parenting thing, like on parallel tracks across the nation. You've got the girls, I've got the boys. We're cheering each other on. And it just makes my heart so warm because I just feel like anytime I find a girl mom out there who's doing the hard work, I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> we need uh, that. That's how I feel. That uh, there is a boy mom that is raising godly boys. It thrills uh, me to my core. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to have you introduce yourself. But first, I just have to say, so everyone listening, you may already know Rachel Ruth and her family. You're going to learn more about her. But her daughters, I have just grown to love just by following them, reading stories about them in this book we're going to be talking about today. But I don't even know if you know Rachel Ruth. Maybe you do because you might talk to your girls like I talk to my boys. But as we're recording, my son Luke has been in Waco, Texas uh, at the wave pool where he goes anytime he gets a chance. But we had this funny thing because he was supposed to fly to LA and just he was going to be at a pro contest and, and doing some things there. But he had this opportunity to go to Waco. But it was so quick that he realized he was going to land in Dallas and he didn't know how he was going to get to Waco. And so just kind of for fun, on our way to the airport, I had Luke put on my Instagram a story saying like, hey, if anyone could get Luke from the airport to Waco and your sweet Sophia reached out and she's like, I can do it. I'm in college in Waco and I can come pick him up. And I was like, well, he actually needs a ride at like... 5.45 in the morning. And she's like, wow, I'd have to get like three. So as things worked out, he ended up with a ride. But I thought, what a sweetheart she is to even try to make that work. Oh, so. well, that was so she called me. She's like, oh, I'm going to see if I can go get him. That'd be so fun. And would so be. It yeah. Great. yeah. Well, he's heard all about your girls. And so he was like, wow, that would be cool. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about your girls first. Can you just give a quick introduction and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I have this super long name, Rachel Ruth Lots Wright, and um, <laughs> my mom gave me a Southern double name, and <laughs> I definitely did not give my girls a double name. <laughs> it makes life difficult, but um, but anyhow, and uh, and so I've got three girls, and they are 19, 18, and 15. And, um, and it is just the joy of my life. So I love, love, love being with being a mom. It's just my calling. It's my everything. I love it. And, um, but on top of being a girl mom, I, uh, teach a Bible study. This is my ninth year teaching a Bible study. It started over at the university of North Carolina 
and um, with the head basketball coach there that loves the Lord. She she was the former coach there. And um, anyhow, and then it just kind of grew and now and then COVID hit. And so it went online and the Lord just blew it up. So mm-hmm. I, um, I teach that Bible study and then have written this book um, called Jesus Followers and come from a family by the grace of God. He placed me in this family but of of incredible Jesus followers on both sides of my family, my mom's side, my dad's side. And um, so I just, and I'm a storyteller. I like, that's how I learn. I learn yeah. stories. And so I just wanted to put those out there, you know, for people to be able to read. So. All right. So tell us who your grandparents are. I know they're <laughs> amazing on both sides, but come on. Come oh, on. Okay. Well, so my mom's um, parents are Billy and Ruth Graham, so the evangelist. And it's so funny because one time I went to camp growing up and at camp, you know, the counselor, I never really tell anybody. And it was up in Massachusetts and this camp counselor was like, tell everybody who your grandfather is. And I was like, oh, no. So I said, I was like, Billy Graham. And they're like, some kid was like, Billy Graham, the wrestler, and and the other kid was like, "No, Dummy, the singer." <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. That is awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, I, well, uh, last night when I was talking about this interview, my little Levi's like, "Billy Graham is her grandpa. He's like the greatest preacher of all time." I'm like, "Yeah, Levi, yeah." So oh, that was pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, he was wonderful. I miss him. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> And then on the other side of your family, you also have an incredible legacy. Yes. So John and Adeline Lotz. And so my Mm. grandpa was a pastor in the Bronx of New York City and big, strong man. He was a wrestler way back and and um, and raised four boys that love the Lord and. um, And always stayed there. He just stayed right there in in the Bronx and and. even started churches on Long Island and everything and, um, and loved the city. He was also did street corner preaching. I mean, he was one of those yep. guys he stood on the uh-huh. street corner and would just preach. And, and so they were just a wonderful example to me. But, totally. And you've got some incredible stories. Again, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So quick talk about your husband, cause he's got a pretty cool job. And I think that's shaped a lot of who your daughters are too. So yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So my husband is a head high school football coach and they're actually ranked right now. I think a hundred and they're 150th in the whole nation out of like 15,000 teams. Wow. So he's okay. doing really well. And, um, and his whole goal is to teach these guys, which most of them don't know the Lord, you know, but to teach these kids, um, all these godly characteristics, he shares the gospel with them. He, um, leads a Bible study with them every Wednesday night. And they've been to the state championship the past two years and lost both times. But, um, so we're hoping third time's a charm. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome. Cause yeah, that's one thing I love about your girls is they are like stunningly beautiful. They're all just these lovely young ladies, but they're also, you've got some crazy athletes in there too. Yeah. Like they're, they're not messing around. They're not sitting around like they're, they're going for it and doing some yes. big things. In fact, Sophia was the um, goalie, right? Is yes. She yeah. broke her fingers like, oh, it's I been know. a rough it just- one, right? It really Tell us was. about that. So Sophia um, 
has always been a phenomenal athlete just in, in, so when she was younger, I mean, she was playing all the sports, but I would throw stuff at it, like throw a ball, football, basketball, and she could catch anything. And I was like, you know, you might want to try being a goalie. And, and, um, and so, and she was the little girl as a little girl was in the princess dresses and danced and, you know, just so cute. And then all of a sudden this strong athlete comes out of her and, um, and so she did so well as a goalkeeper and um, had was recruited all over the country and um, but had this, you know, she was at a showcase, like a college showcase where all these college coaches come to watch you and stuff. And and she would have been and I'm so glad because I got to see it. But she went and made this incredible save. And it was a pro, a male pro athlete that kicked the ball. So it was just flying and and broke her finger so that it was just dangling. I mean, it just wouldn't. Oh, be. And I so I know. And um, so she had to put it in a splint for nine weeks. And I know there's so many moms that understand this, but um, but anyhow, yeah. And um, we're talking to boy moms here, yeah. so we know all about the emergency <laughs> room, broken yes. fingers. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so the the doctor, this is, and she she for a goalkeeper. She's great at catching, but she has tiny things, like tiny, very thin, long fingers. And, mm. um, and so they she could probably broken. be a hand model until, yeah. <laughs> yes, until all this. And so all these, she's had so many broken fingers, every single one of them, multiple times. And he just said, you know, it's probably not a good idea to keep playing. I'm going to leave that decision up to you. But, um, so we prayed about it in many, many, many tears and, uh, and, and gave it up and felt like the Lord had led us in that. And, um, and then this is so probably terrible. I am not a helicopter mom when it comes to like studies and stuff. I'm like, yeah, just get it done. But, um, I just want you to love the Lord. Like that's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so all while she's been doing all this playing, she actually played three sports, but goalkeeper is the main thing. She was making incredible grades in AP classes and, um, got, a enormous scholarship to go to Baylor, um, academically. So it's probably bigger than what she would have gotten, you know, in soccer. So, so God just, he just is so great. You know, he just works things out when it doesn't look like it's being worked out. He, he yep. So, Oh, he does. And you've just done such a great job of uh, just discipling these girls and bringing them up. And so I'm really excited because as this podcast comes out, your new book that you wrote with your mom, Jesus Followers, is coming out. And, um, and I got to read an advanced copy and just was so encouraged and inspired. So tell us a little bit just about the background of the book, how it came to be. And maybe also in there, since you talked about each of your grandparents, talk a little bit about your mom's ministry leading up to this too. In case people aren't familiar with Anne Graham Lotz, who's a legend in her own right, um, tell us about that. Yeah. Well, um, so when my girls were little, you know how it is you take them to birthday parties and then dropping them off at school and you end up talking to all the other parents and everything. And and I feel like what I was seeing was these kids that their parents may, you know, go to church and they may be in Bible studies and stuff, but they weren't passing it on to their kids. That there was no, they weren't intentional about teaching their kids. And it's almost like it was a free for all for their kids. They're just kind of doing what they want and misbehaving and all this stuff. And it was just breaking my heart. And, um, and it was about the time when my grandmother, um, so my mom's mom, we called her Teta, which means old lady in Chinese. And, um, she <laughs> was born and raised in China because her parents were medical missionaries there. So she told us to call her Teta. And, um, Teta. Teta. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and so, 
when she and she and I were very close. So just, oh, I would go up there and spend weekends with her and just call her anyhow. She was huge in my life. And um, so when she was, it was close, you know, last couple months of her life, I was like, I couldn't even imagine being in life without her. And so I didn't want to forget the things that she had taught me and the things that, you know, had meant so much to me. And so I started jotting stuff down then. That was a long time ago. And um, always knew that that was, it was in the back of my mind about writing a book to to help parents who maybe weren't in a godly home, you know, who they didn't have an example growing up. And so how did, what does that look like? And, and for whatever reason, God put me in this family where I have phenomenal people that love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in my home and my grandparents' home. And and so I just thought if I wrote down stories of what I saw, that maybe that would help somebody who didn't have that. And so that was kind of the goal behind this book. And then you and your mom collaborated and just yes. did such a beautiful job of coming together. Talk about well, how that's kind of worked out. Yeah. And um, so... I kind of shared the idea with my mom and, um, and my mom is a gifted writer has, yeah, she's written like (laughs) a few books. (laughs) And, um, and so, uh, and she has, you know, speaks all over the world and has a heart for getting people into God's word. And, um, and so that's kind of where she's been geared. And so this was a little bit, not that she doesn't have a heart for, of course she has a heart for passing it on to the next generation, but, but it is so much my passion. And um, and she got excited as we talked about it and, and thinking about it. So in the book, she has written the introduction where she takes the genealogy in Genesis. You know, so many people pass over the genealogy and, and but there can be so many neat blessings in it when you read it. And um, and so she was just pulling out when you follow the line of Seth, how that was passed on, you know, through different people in that genealogy. And and how important it is to pass on your faith. And so she talks about that biblically. And then um, we broke it up using the thought of a relay race, you know, where I you pass on the four by 400. And, you know, we love watching it too. And so um, so we did it in four parts, the work, worship, witness, and your walk. And, um, mm-hmm. and then in, the, in all those sections, then I just wrote all these stories. And um, and we had so much fun together and it just really enjoyed the process. And I, I love to write. Um, and so it was very enjoyable for me. It was neat. And the pandemic hit and I had time to do it, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Incredible, right? No, I love that. I love all those sections and just the way it came together with your mom's touch and then your stories. And there is no doubt stories do like we learn so much through stories. My boys are just big fans of studying story and storylines and how all that works. But I mean, Jesus used story. Stories are, you know, the Bible is just made up of so many incredible stories of God's love for us and how that looked through time. And so your stories of your family, I mean, there's, and and it's honest, it's real. You're not painting a flowery picture. You're giving us, you know, the whole picture, which is really special. I think for those of us who grew up like loving Billy Graham and, and just thinking, you know, what an incredible man to hear kind of the honest story behind the sacrifice it took to be Billy Graham and how that looked for the family, but then how his wife too carried that baton. Like what an incredible woman. She inspired me so much and then passing it on to the next generations. It's just, I'm, I'm so 
inspired by all of that. Can you tell something here? Because I want everyone to read the book, but tell us something that would surprise people about your family, maybe something that we wouldn't know. Oh, what would surprise? <laughs> um, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I don't know what's... Well, can I, can I say something? I knew your dad, your grandpa, um, Billy, traveled a lot, but he was really, like, there was a huge sacrifice, right? I mean, he was gone for a lot of his children's early years. Yes, yes. And wasn't there a story about him seeing one of them as a toddler? Yes. And yes. I was like, so, oh my goodness. I know. My mom, um, so yeah, Daddy Bill would leave for, you know, sometimes nine months at a time and they would never see him. And so my mom had been born and, and he probably saw her as a baby. But then when she came in, he had a crusade, I think it was in California. And and Teta walked in and with, you know, and here's this little girl walking, toddling into the room. And he's like, well, who's that cute little girl? And Teta's like, it's your daughter. And it was my mom. And, um, and so, you know, it just was different. It's just different. You, you can't imagine that happening, you know, but, but, um, but that's, that was a sacrifice. And Teta was brilliant at it. I mean, I'm telling you, I just can't even believe that. And, you know, like I said, my husband's a football coach and to be at the level he's at, he's always there. He's, he's working hard. He's gone. We eat our meals a lot of times apart from each other and everything. So, so I kind of understand that, but daddy Bill was gone a lot and Teta wasn't bitter about it. She didn't get angry. And she always said she would make the least of all that goes and the most of all that comes. So when daddy Bill would leave, she didn't make a big deal about it. She was like, okay, yeah, he's leaving. He'll be back. But then when she would come home, she would make this big production and a big meal and celebrate so that the kids never dwelled on the fact that he was leaving, but they would oh my just goodness. anticipate him coming. And then me. Okay. I could just sit and like ponder that. And, and I'm just going to say throughout your book, so many times I was struck by and I think it is somewhat generational. I don't think it's too late to to go back and maybe, you know, re revisit some of those the way it used to be. But not only that, and for women today, I have to say that that would be really hard for me. And you'd be like, well, what about the family? He shouldn't be gone. You know, yeah. all the selfish thoughts that I battle with. And then I think of of some of the stories you told about, I believe it was your Lot's grandfather side and your father and the standards that your grandfather held your father to. And I'm thinking, we have gone gone so far from that. Like his standard of honoring God first and that, you know, sports, there's a story in there and I don't want to spoil anything, but some of the stories were just like, his standard was so high and yet how easy, I think today we are so eager to please our kids, to make them like us. We want to be their friend. And so for us to hold a strong line is really, really hard. But the convictions that I see in your family line have really become the blessing that now you pass on. And so I think for all of us to read that and just be inspired to see when we honor God, when we call up our kids to honor God, the blessings are there. And Oh, I was challenged. I was convicted. <laughs> well, I was too. I really am. I mean, just by, I always have been just watching how my grandparents, both sides handled it and, um, and then convicted, you know, because sports is a big deal on my family. I mean, it's a, 
big deal. And um, and so taking Sophia to all the tournaments all over the East Coast and and then Riggin has been yeah, in the Riggin too. Yeah, right. and um, which I think she might want to be turning to dance now. I'm like, okay, oh. I really turned out Levi. <laughs> He was going into golf and I was Switch. like, yeah, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, it is. But she's, she's very talented in that. So whatever, but, um, so we'll figure it out. But I, but just balancing that and, and, and so, but anyhow, when Sophia was going to these tournaments and we had to miss some churches, you know, on Sunday mornings, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no. And I was like, Lord, you've got to tell me just right now, just tell me if we should not do this. If I just pull her out and just forget it. And he had spoken to me and I feel so bad because I cannot remember the scripture, but, um, but it was so clear about um, that, that was going to be like my mission field. And so I just made it a point when we line up our little soccer chairs on the sidelines, I would just start talking about the Lord with the people, parents around me. And, um, and then sometimes we were able to go to church and rush to the field and I'm dressed up for church, you know, and Uh and so they can tell, oh, they've been to church, you know? Yeah. And then I, and then they start saying, well, maybe we should go to church. Where do y'all go? And, and God just used it because, because at least soccer, the world that we were in, there are so many families in soccer. I mean, it is huge. And on Sunday morning, it's like, okay, I'm going to go reach them. And, um, and not that I'm going to skip church, you know, but you know, right, right. time God had us doing that. And, um, are you with all the surfer moms or, yeah, you know, exactly. No, it's a, it's a challenge. And I hear from so many moms who are trying to navigate that. They're like, where do we draw the line where, you know, and I love that you just had to hear from God on that. And, and he might direct somebody one way and somebody else another way. But, uh, I just think that we live in a time where it's really hard to do that. And yet some of the choices we make, I think, you know, there's things we could do better. I could do better as far as compromise and the standards I hold my kids to. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this interview and I just want to pause here real quick to invite you to become a part of my weekly email list. Now, some of you are already on it. If so, high fives. Thank you. But for those of you who tune into this podcast, but you're not yet getting my emails, I just want to tell you, you're missing out a little bit. And I have confidence to say that because I have received so many emails recently from people who tell me that they are over their inbox. They don't want more emails. They unsubscribe from everything. However, they don't unsubscribe from mine because they love getting them. They say it's like getting a visit from a friend every week and they love that I make them laugh when I can and that there's almost always links to something encouraging or helpful. And again, they just really look forward to and enjoy my emails. And that means the world to me. I really do work hard to make them good and I will never spam you. Like I say, my kids eat spam, but I won't ever spam you. So it's only the good stuff. So if you are not yet on that list, I want to invite you to check it out. You can always unsubscribe if you don't like it, but I think you will. So go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. You will be part of my email community and I think you'll be glad that you did it. All right. Thanks so much. Now we're getting back to our chat with Rachel Ruth. Hope you enjoy the end. I want to hop into another topic that you and I have talked about as you're raising girls and I'm raising boys. Um, And this 
goes back to some of your own teenage years that have really encouraged me as I'm encouraging my boys, and that is just some of um, the loneliness in the teenage years, what it looks like for kids to grow up in maybe, you know, a Christian community. But then I know I've shared with you that when my boys hit early teenage years was a time where a lot of their friends started to make choices, compromise. Suddenly we could see they were going one way and my boys wanted to stay on the narrow path. And yet they didn't want to lose out on social opportunities and friendships and how you and I have shared. It's it's a challenge to navigate through that. I know a lot of people listening have kids, boys and girls who are going through that. Can you share a little from your experience? Well, it, it was a very, it was very hard um, when I hit high school. So middle school, I actually have the opportunity to lead some of my friends to Christ and and it was great. We had a Bible study. My mom taught in eighth grade for my friends and I and stuff. And then, and then I go into high school and just one by one, I saw them fall away. And actually it was kind of quick, but they won more, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so I, and I'm very black and white. You either live for the Lord or you don't. And so, so I was going to live for the Lord and it just left me out. I was left out of everything. I didn't go on any dates. I didn't um, have things to do on the weekends. I was the one that would just walk straight out. I would walk straight out to my car after school and would drive home, you know, in lunch we had by my senior year or junior and senior year, we could go off campus for lunch, but I had no nobody to eat with. So I would drive to my dad's dental practice. I would just sit in there and eat, or I'd sit in my car and, and it was so hard. So many tears. I just remember crying and praying and you know, I kept praying, Lord, at least in college, bring me some godly friends, you know. And um, and so God faithfully did that. As hard as it was in high school, I can look back. I didn't compromise. I never drank. I've never had any alcohol. I've never, you know, um, I wasn't sleeping around, doing anything like that. Right. I was no regrets. Yes. And, and so then when I got to college, God was so sweet and brought me the sweetest group of girls. And we're still the best of friends. And um, and so God did that. And then my girls, um, and by the way, I'm so thankful that when I was in high school, I wasn't, I wasn't homecoming queen. I wasn't like in, I didn't get voted in to do all these things. I was, you know, I, I even had a teacher come up to me. I didn't even know her. And she came up to me and she was like, you are nothing like your brother and sister. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so anyhow, and, um, but so my girls, the Lord knew he was so wise in letting me have those experiences, knowing that I was going to raise three girls, because if I had been miss everything growing up, I feel like they would have felt like I can't compete with mom. I can't be, you know, anything they do is going to be better. Sure. Sure. And, oh no. Um, so, but it was Okay, if anybody sees pictures of Rachel Ruth, you'll see she's stunning and could easily be homecoming queen. She just chose to be quiet and humble, but yeah. Oh, you're yeah. sweet. But no, so, I mean it. Well, so my girls um sadly enough went to a Christian school all the way through elementary and middle school and by the time they hit it was basically fourth grade on, that's when the girls all turned and became so, so mean. And and it got to the point that eighth grade, I was like, we're not going to do this anymore. So I took um, Belle out of school on the second week of school in ninth grade and moved her into this um, school that my husband coaches at that is a basically like a Catholic school in name, but it's a it's a very strong athletic school. So okay. um, 
so these kids are coming there for sports and stuff. And, and, um, but I sent there. And so I know why the Lord allowed it, allowed them to suffer so much where these girls were so mean to, to my girls because my girls weren't compromising. They love the Lord, you know, stood up for kids that were being made fun of and all this stuff. And, um, and, but he did it to send them off to this school to be missionaries. I mean, I just know they were to go there and be missionaries and all of them led, um, have led kids to Christ at this school. And, um, and so God used it. And, um, and so I actually ended up pulling Riggin out after seventh grade because, because she was getting headaches every day. It was, it was so hard because she's so social. I mean, as outgoing and to have nobody to talk to. Was about. <laughs> Torture. So, yeah. So I took her out and um, we survived homeschool with an extrovert. It was, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> oh my word. And um. So just because she just needs teachers in front of her and I am uh-huh. not going to be able to yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, <laughs> so high school, she is just, you know, doing great right now and loves it. But, but bottom line is you can do this. If you're, if it's you, you're, you're a kid yourself in high school or middle school, or if you've got children that are at the age that are suffering because they don't have godly friends I'm, I'm a testimony that I made it through and mm-hmm. I didn't compromise mm-hmm. and yep. God will bring those friends to you. And I'm praying, um, my oldest daughter never did have godly friends all the way, even through high school and still doesn't in college. And so I just keep praying that God will bring them to her, but I know he's got a plan. I know he has a plan for her life and he's, he's putting iron in her soul, you know, just mm. making her strong and, and so, but it's tough as a mom. It's tough to yeah, see kids suffering and going through stuff. I mean, I, mm. I think I cry. Like I'm just dehydrated. I think. You know, just praying for our kids, just wanting them to come through, you know, through the fire. And yes. So. But, but what I love about your personal story is just, you had that strength to know. And I think that's what, is hard. I mean, my teenage years weren't, I wasn't walking with the Lord in my teenage years. So I won't even like, that's a whole nother story. But for those kids who do know the Lord, I think it takes a lot of strength to be able to be okay. And, and that's where I really encourage parents. I'm like, you can be that coach. You can be that mentor that says, it feels lonely now, but just trust me, it's going to be okay. And that's where kids like yours and mine, and even your story, I tell parents like, point to my boys. Like just because you're lonely at 15 or 16 doesn't mean you're never going to have friends. My boys are in college now with such great friendships. They're so happy and they look back with no baggage, no regrets. So I say, sometimes there are a few years. And I remember when I wrote Boy Mom and a friend of mine was reading some of the chapters and she was like, it never occurred to me her son was in high school and he was hanging out with some kids who weren't good influences. And she's like, it never occurred to me to just that it would be better to have no friends than bad influence friends. She's like, I just assumed kids need friends. And I was like, they're actually okay. 
going a while without. They're, they're going to survive. Like they've got a family. They've probably got a church youth group, even if it's not like their favorite people. There are, they're going to be okay. And for my boys, it was during those years that they developed so many really neat interests and passions. You know, one of them really got into photography. Another one started playing guitar. That's where they grew in their faith. And Jesus became their best friend because yes. they didn't have anybody to turn to. And so they grew deep in their faith. So I just encourage moms, if you are listening, if you've got a son or a daughter who is lonely, tell them it's okay. They're not going to be lonely forever, right? Yes. And God can use, like you said, that's when Jesus really began to be my best friend and uh, because he's all I had. And so you can think, this is so terrible. I don't want my kids going through this. It's all, but God has this great plan in it. It's, it's all got a purpose. It all has a purpose in it. And Yes. So, yeah. And I think it would be fair to say here, because if anyone's heard me before, I always say this, but in case you're newer to the podcast, I think Rachel Ruth and I would agree. We're not saying our kids shouldn't have any friends right. that aren't believers. I mean, our kids do sports. Luke loves everybody. He hangs out with such a variety of kids, but we're talking about the intimate close friendships. That's right. The ones that they spend significant time with, the ones they really open their heart to, somebody they would date or, you know, all of that. That's where I think it is. So influence is such a big deal. I could talk about this all day. Okay. Okay. So one more topic that I love that you inspire me in so much. And I mean, part of me wants to say it's like a genetic thing, but your heart for evangelism and sharing the gospel. Now, I do believe there's a gift of evangelism. Yes. Um, I think my husband has it. And I think my son, Josiah, especially, he just, he wants to share Jesus with everybody he meets. I mean, he's out surfing and he'll just be looking for an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, which I just love, but we're all called to share Jesus. Yeah. It's it's not just those who have a special gift. It's not just Billy Graham and his grandkids. <laughs> but you have raised up your girls to be actively sharing their faith. And I think I'm guessing from reading your book, and you guys are going to love the stories. There's so many good stories. But so much of that is this was normal. This is how you were raised. You just, you, you love Jesus, you share him. Yeah. And yet I think we are living in a time where I think we're so afraid of offending. I, I struggle because I have, I do have non-believing friends and I'm like, I don't want to blow it and do it wrong and have them close the door on our friendship. And so I'm always trying to navigate, like, how do I share in a way that is loving and not pushy, but you just do it and you raise your girls to do it. Will you give us some good uh, wisdom on that? How do you do it? Well, I, um, I think I guess I did have great examples. I mean, it, it is watching Daddy Bill all growing up, sharing his faith, and my grandpa on the street corners of New York. Right. And, and then my, both of my parents, my dad ran the Fellowship of Christian Athletes over at the University of North Carolina. So he was always involved. And so I did I did grow up around it a lot. But, but it's one thing to grow up around it and see it. It's another thing to experience it yourself. And so that's the key. I... I experienced Jesus myself. I asked him, asked Jesus into my heart when I was a little girl after watching an Easter program and I'm a story, you know, I have to bother, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. um, but anyhow, and, um, and so I just, my relationship with the Lord grew so that he, he's my own, you know, and my dad always said, just because you were born in a garage doesn't mean you're a car, you know, and, <laughs> No, just because you're born in a Christian family, you know, doesn't mean you're a Christian. And so 
So when you love Jesus yourself, when you have this wonderful relationship with the Lord that you are just passionate about it and you read your Bible, you just can't wait to hear what he has to say. You know, you're praying for your kids, all this stuff. I feel like it's, it's out of, out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. And so, so when you're, I can't help it. I don't, if I'm talking to the person when I'm at the checkout counter, you know, at the grocery store, whatever, I end up talking about the Lord because I just love him. And, and so with my girls, it was never like a, um, you know, sit down, we're going to study God's word. It was just <laughs> all very, oh, listen to what God told me in my devotions this morning. And, and I was struggling with this and God gave me this verse and this meant so much to me. So they saw that it was for real. They, they all received Christ when they were little. And, and then we talk about scripture all the time. And, um, and so then they get to school and I've given them this foundation. They know God's word. And then they're in a school where things are taught that aren't according to God's word. And so they speak up, you know, wait a second, you know, that's not right. And, and, um, and so kids start asking questions. Why, you know, and, and I remember Belle actually, when she was in school, this was her beginning of high school. And she said, um, she raised her hand because the teacher was like, do you think that God actually created us for a reason, you know, a purpose? And, and all these kids are like, no, 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 you know, and Bell's like, yes, we were created for a purpose. And, and he has a plan for your life and we're to glorify him, all this stuff. And, and these kids' mouths are like hanging open, like what? And this girl came up to her after class and was like, you really think that we have a reason that we're here, that God has a plan for my life? And Bell's like, yes, absolutely. And, and so, so it's just, I, I think we don't need to overthink it. I think if, if, if you're sitting with a friend that you know isn't a believer or something, just what comes to your mind, just speak it. If, if it's mm-hmm. like, if she says something that triggers, you know, oh, I was looking at this gorgeous sunset yesterday. And, and then you just say, you know what? I was too. And I was thanking the Lord that he is such a great artist and that he, he creates, and then it's like, what, what do you mean by that? You know, and then, and then it just sparks a conversation. I don't know, you know, it just, but you just can't help but share what's in your heart. And so that's what I've seen with my girls. And my girls also have a burden because they don't want to see their friends, you know, let me just be blunt, go to hell. You know, they don't right, want to right, see them right. go to hell. Yeah. And so, so they, they have this urgency and they know time is short that the Lord could be coming back soon. And so, um, and so we're always praying for their different friends and, and, and then praying for opportunities and then they just share with them. Yeah. So I don't know if that helps, right. but um, that totally helps. Well, I mean, bottom line is your love for the Lord overflows into all areas of your day which is contagious, then your girls are growing in their faith. And, you know, when there's a new product, something we love, we can't help but share it with our friends, right? We want to talk about it. We like, you know, I got a new coffee machine that I love. (laughs) I want to tell everybody. Okay. So let's get over the whole spiritual things are off limits. They're not there. God is so real and working in our lives. We should share it in the same natural way. We would share anything else and even more so. Yeah. And you never know if God had been preparing their hearts. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it is so much fun. Okay. So for the parent, last, last question, and I won't keep you too long here for the parent that's listening that feels like maybe their child is growing up, maybe already a teenager and they don't see that. Is there just some encouragement 
I think absolutely, because no one is ever too far gone. You know, you can be 90 and it's not too late. So, so, so if your child is a teenager and they're not, they don't know the Lord or they're not walking with the Lord or you've just come to Christ and now, oh my Mm -hmm. goodness, I'm going to leave my family to Christ. Right, right. And, um, and so I think the best thing we can, the most important thing, the way we win these battles is in prayer and to pray, pray, pray for God to soften their hearts, that they would be, they would be willing to hear it, to listen, that God would move in their lives and the different experiences, the different things that happen in their lives to draw them to the Lord, to get them hungry for the Lord. And, um, and, and then I think it's very, very important that you be authentic yourself, that they see, they don't, they don't see you losing it with them. You know, they don't see you. Um, they, they, they need to catch you reading your Bible and on your knees in prayer and, and all those things they're watching and they're seeing how you handle situations and God can use it. So I think just pray, 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 and, and don't give up, you know, that God, God wants them to come mm-hmm. into the family. And so he will use you and he'll open that door and, and you just keep praying and keep being that witness, keep being that light and, um, and don't lose hope there. You never need to be hopeless about that. So God will pursue your child. You're praying for him. He is pursuing them. So absolutely, um, there is hope. Oh, that is so good. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Well, uh, can you tell people again, the name of your book, where they can find it and where they can find and follow you. And then also if they are interested in your Genesis Bible study. Sure. So, um, my book comes out October 5th and, um, and you can find it, I think anywhere, Amazon, or you can go on my mom's website, which I'm in ministry with her, but it's called annegramlots.org. And you can go on there and find it. And, um, and so then I teach this Bible study that we're offering free and you can go on ingramlots.org. It'll just say Rachel Ruth's Bible study. You can click on that. You just enter your email and then it's every Tuesday, it's East Coast time. It starts at 1230 and you can catch it live. You can come on live and, and we have this great discussion and we've got people all over the world, Australia, Lebanon, Russia, and and, um, and we all share with each other. And then I give a message afterwards on that whole chapter that we've just gone over. And so um, if you can't catch it live, then we will send you that afternoon on Tuesday afternoons, Eastern time. Um, we'll send it out and you'll have the message that you can watch at another time. So, but um, it's great. We're going through the second half of Genesis this year. So. And I have just loved um, tuning into your Genesis study so much. And my husband has tuned in with me a few times and he's so impressed at all that you bring out and just what a great Bible teacher you are. Thank you so much. I thank the Lord too. So I just appreciate that. So Absolutely. And of course, I cannot wait for the day that our families can all meet in real life. Hopefully you can bring them all out here to Hawaii, but we'll meet one way or another. I do too. I do too. Oh my goodness. One of these days we've got to somehow make it to Hawaii. And until then, I will be cheering you on and can't wait to share your book with everybody. So thank you so much for being here, Rachel Ruth. You are such a blessing. All right, friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rachel Ruth. Isn't she precious? I told you. I told you she was. 
Uh, and I really do hope that you are able to get your hands on Jesus followers. It will encourage you and inspire you. It's a great gift as well. Maybe if you've got an occasion coming up, even the holidays, I just think it's a beautiful book and it super inspired me. So go over to show notes. You can get links to everything over there, including Rachel Ruth's free online Bible study, her book, all the other places you can follow her. And I just want to thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you again for subscribing to my email list. You guys are incredible. Don't forget to check out the Christian Parenting Every Parent Wants to Know event. And you can get those tickets at bit.ly forward slash boy mom every parent. Okay, guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.